One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short term plans at uh1.com. And welcome to Security and Security, the podcast where I say it's okay to not be okay. I'm Johnny Sifa, and every week I'm joined by one very special guest. Every week we talk about COVID-19, we talk about isolation, we talk about the fact that we're in lockdown and we're starting to see that light at the end of the tunnel. And I'm a bit scared. I've kind of got used to this new routine. I've kind of got used to working from home. I've kind of got used to going on my daily walk. I love going on my daily walk at 7am through the fields and it's nice and clean and relaxing. And I don't mind it. And I know that's bad. And I miss not having my hair cut because my beard is ridiculous. But I'm kind of getting used to life and I'm quite scared what's going to happen when we actually do go back to normal. I'm going to be keeping that two metre distance from everyone. So it's a bit weird. And dating is a bit weird during COVID-19 whilst in lockdown. And I don't really know what to think. And so I wanted to start this podcast by just saying, what the hell are we doing? This is an insecurity. I'm insecure about what's going to happen next. I'm Johnny Seafoot. And if you've got an opinion on that, do let me know. Tweet me, Instagram me, at Johnny Seafoot. Let me know, what are you going to do once lockdown is over? And are you scared? Are you scared you've got into a new routine that you don't know what to do when lockdown is over? Please do let me know at Johnny Seifer. Now, let's talk about this week's guest. After an amazing episode of Harvey Armstrong for Made in Chelsea last week, thank you so much for the comments. My inbox has literally been flooded by people saying, look, I didn't know this about him. I didn't know that Harvey had a bit of pressure before. I only know Harvey for his relationship with Emily Blackwell. And that's the thing with these reality shows. I absolutely love them, always have done. But you never get to know enough about the real them. You're sharing the screen with 20 or 30 other people and you don't really get enough time unless you're having a big argument. And so it's so important on the podcast that I bring you reality stars who can educate you into their backgrounds and actually teach you something new because you don't get a chance to hear from them. And this is why I wanted to start the podcast was to give them a platform, give them the space to talk. And this week is no different. This week, I wanted to bring you someone who I admired on The Only Way's Essex back in season four he joined. He's 34 years old now. He'd starred in 63 episodes. He went away, he came back three years ago for a couple of scenes and he's gone off the radar again. And so I tracked him down just for you because I was inspired by watching Gemma Collins' isolation series on ITVB. I'm delighted to say that on Security and Secure this week, it's Charlie King. Hello, Charlie. Hey, Johnny. How are you, mate? I'm good, mate. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm not too bad at all, thank you. How are you finding life in lockdown at the moment? Because you're a personal trainer and I can imagine work might not be as good as it was, or is it? It's a difficult one because... 
life in lockdown has got everyone thinking that they're personal trainers and then <laughs> everyone's trying to outdo each other when it comes to content on social media and I've ended up getting a little bit uh, jaded with it all if I'm totally honest so I um obviously I miss the actual interaction with my clients when it comes to being face to face but doing stuff from home I'm actually starting to really struggle with now like just trying to get my own motivation to exercise myself and then secondly trying trying to find ways for people to you know get involved or get engaged and, and get motivated themselves so I'm kind of struggling a little bit with it if I'm totally honest that's the personal training side that's your you know your public life that's your work but you've also got your mm. personal life and the personal life we saw a lot of and what we've missed seeing on the only as Essex you were on series four to series nine in there we saw you in your big relationship with the GC my queen, mm-hmm. Gemma Collins, which we'll talk about in a sec. <laughs> but for me, what I wanted to get you on the podcast for was all about coming out because you came out in 2014 very publicly. You did it on a TV interview. Yeah. And most people think, okay, well, that's it. And I thought it's quite a good time six years later for you to reflect on those six years where you've made that massive shift in your life and really started again. Life pre-Towie was very very structured and I was very in control of everything and I think that and I had so much control over the fact that I didn't ever really want to socialize with many people and I think that was because I was not very confident or comfortable with myself so my parents were business people we had different types of businesses in Essex and one of them was a restaurant and it was kind of left to me to run it it was my baby and obviously in the catering industry it's extremely uh, hard work, it's long hours, and there's always something to be done. So I kind of just submerged myself into that between the ages of like 19 to 25. And I was quite happy doing that because as far as I was concerned, I was my own boss. I didn't have to answer to anyone. I was quite creative within my own sort of field when it comes to what my menus were what I wanted to give the customer, building rapport with the customers. And that was my thing. But ultimately, I was sacrificing my youth and also probably really addressing the real me. School life, college life was tough for me because, again, I never really felt like I belonged anywhere. I was always very much of a loner. My mum and dad actually got me a dog because they could see that I was really struggling making friends. And I think that I was always just very much... I'd like to go out and do my own gardening and then I'd like just to walk the dog for miles. I loved music. Music was my thing. And I think that I kind of kept myself away from dating scenarios and interacting with people in a more personable level because I just wasn't very confident. And so that was what was so strange about then going on to TOWIE. It was like an absolute flip reverse of my life because I'd gone from being in this absolute phenomenon of a show it was those shows are so much about the person and the relationships and the friendships and the drama and the gossip and then obviously I had to then navigate myself through something that I'd never done before even in my my personal life my private life so it was a massive eye-opener for me and I think that's why sometimes I got myself a bit of a you know, rabbit in headlights or a square peg in a round hole. So let's go back to when you were younger. Why do you think you had no confidence? Where did that stem from? Had something happened to you that went, right, I'm not good enough. I don't fit in now. I just always felt very different. And I think that was me probably, it all goes back to the sexuality side of things that I didn't know that I was gay. I just didn't really have an understanding of what it was 
that I was. And actually, even in my teens and going through my early 20s, when you're obviously going through those years, most people are, you know, dating and finding themselves and figuring stuff out. I honestly thought I was asexual in the sense of that I had never been with anyone and I had no real desire to be with anyone. I didn't see myself as someone that could be with anyone. But also at school and through college and stuff, I just felt very different. And it was really hard to pinpoint what that was. But I think it's because I didn't want anyone questioning me and wanting to kind of get under those surfaces of who I really was. So my attitude, and it probably wasn't the best thing to do in retrospect, was we'll just keep out of sight. We'll keep out of mind. We'll go and do your study and go and do a little bit of what you do like and then go back to your kind of life of solitude and being isolated, which yeah, probably wasn't healthy, really. And I think that that's because I've always been an overthinker and I've always trusted myself very well. And so I think because I had these OCD issues and I was always very particular and very routine, I couldn't have anybody come around me that could necessarily like interfere with that. And so that was like my own conditioning and also just my own mindset at the time and mentality that, you know, no one was going to ever interrupt how I operated. And that was whether I, you know, got up and I went for a run because uh, I always like to do exercise from a young age to eating the food that I like to eat to not having to drink to having to explain that I didn't want to drink alcohol as I was going through my teens, you know, late teens, 20s. So I just always kept away. Exercise was definitely something that as I got older, obviously your your body's changing all the time. And um, I always wanted to be the best version of myself when it came to that. There was always this kind of athlete mentality in me, which was instilled from um, being at an all-boys school, I think it was very competitive anyway. And even though I was always very much on my own at school, I used to sort of watch from afar. I've always been a bit of a guy that looks from the outside in. Um, and so I would see what it took to kind of be good at football or good at rugby or be on the running team, swimming team. I was always weirdly, again, on the running team or I was on the swimming team, which were very sort of singular things to do. Um but I kind of really understood how it all connected, like i.e. working out hard or training for something, looking after yourself when it came to eating and your lifestyle and sleeping. And I just took it all very, very seriously. And then also just for my own enjoyment, I would love just putting some music on and running and just feeling that freedom, which I think, again, I was always craving that kind of peace. And I was always just at peace when I was, over the country park, behind where we lived in Essex, with nature, maybe with my dog. Yeah, not having to answer to anyone, but just pushing myself. It was just so bizarre how the version of events took place is that I got to my mid-twenties and my family unit broke down. My stepdad left my mum after a long marriage and everything started to unravel. And actually within my own self and I guess as I was growing and realizing that the life I was leading was probably not that fulfilling and people were starting to question really what am I all about like I was this young guy I had a business I was doing quite well with that business and I was earning good money we lived in a really lovely home which was all shown on TOWIE back in the day I wasn't really addressing the issues that were within myself but I still had those elements of myself from back at school and college where I didn't really want to put 
myself out there. Getting the Towie opportunity was just something that was so bizarre because I'd been so down in the year prior to me getting on that show. We were going to sell the family business because the whole family thing was breaking up. Um, I didn't know where to take my life. I wasn't quite sure what to do. I had these personal issues that I felt very odd still within my own skin. So it was like... Charlie, what, what happens next? And I got to the point where, yeah, I did. I got extremely low. And I actually didn't really understand what my purpose was being here. It was just a very dark time. And I had to then seek the help of the Samaritans. I'd broken my leg, which would have been something that had obviously stopped me doing my exercise. And it was just a whole hoo-ha of events that took place. And then I started reading The Secret, starting to kind of look to the future. My mum's life was changing because we were going to be moving house and everything was all going in another direction. And then just very strangely, the production company that made Towie were looking for locations to film the show in. And I just got on their radar. And that's when that seed was planted and it all went from there. And when you called the Samaritans, what happened? There was an element of me that kind of could see what, potential was in front of me you know I'm a young guy thankfully I'm healthy I had some amazing opportunities up until then I lived a beautiful life there's no denying that but obviously when you can't quite uh finger point what's making you feel so alien from people or you're so in your head all the time that you can't let go or you can't express something that becomes like an everyday thing that just doesn't leave you and every day then starts to become very heavy and you end up uh, just always overthinking everything and then you just don't even want to get up in the morning or you just end up taking your thoughts to a place where you feel that, you know what, this is too much. This is tiring and I'm not enjoying this. I'm not enjoying this life. And that's, that's an awful thing to say. I felt so guilty. And that's when I then had to seek the help because I wanted to try and understand why my my thoughts were like this or why I was struggling so much just being who I was I wanted to see if there was any way that I could actually integrate and and find my path and actually find happiness and that's amazing because if you think about the version of events afterwards so after you had that phone call you looked for that bit of help you then read the secret which we'll come to in a second and then you end up on Tawi amazing so let's go to the secret now the secret and even me going back to like phoning the Samaritans and trying to seek seek help was I was obviously in search of something. And I think when you're in search of something that also shows that you are, you're curious and that you are inquisitive and you're alive and you are actually wanting to make a difference, which I think is instantly a positive thing, especially as I look back now. Um, but actually finding things like The Secret to sit and read and just take a bit of time to really manifest thoughts And imagine what different scenarios could look like if you could really trust that what this book is saying is that basically if you can think it, it can become real. And that's a really strong uh, statement and a very strong uh, belief to have. And I think that if you can start putting that into your mindset and actually thinking, let's put this to the test. This book sold millions of copies and so many people are a testimony to it can this really be something and do i know the actual answer of if it's really true or not i don't know but it definitely planted a seed in my head that um you really do need to visualize what it is you want and i think that the importance of having a belief in something whether it's a check in your purse or just that 
idea that your life can go in a whole new direction and to trust it but also believe in it are really vital things to hold on to so then obviously life can have a whole new meaning and give you a whole new rejuvenation when it comes to it if that makes sense now let's talk about what happened when you went on to Tawi. So Tawi approached you. What happened in that conversation? Originally, um, Gemma she just joined the show, and she was this girl that was great from the offset, wasn't she? And she was known for already being a bit unlucky in love, and it was just really bizarre that the producers were looking to put her in different scenarios because obviously that's how the shows do work. The structured part is they'll put you in certain lo- you know locations or put you in different scenarios and they were looking to see if Gemma could potentially find some new love interests or go on some dates or whatever and that's when that seed was planted for me that when the producers were looking for locations and they were coming down to the restaurant because at the time I was just selling my restaurant that's when they said oh would you be interested in having a date with one of our cast members and I just remember thinking oh my god you know like what the hell is this but Everyone was talking about this show and I'd been watching it and I just thought, oh, this is a very weird, random opportunity. But it was only ever meant to be for like one episode or maybe one or two. You know, she was going to build up to meeting me and then we went on this date and then maybe just a little bit of the aftermath. Obviously, I hadn't dated anyone. And the one thing that I I laugh about it now, because obviously, especially being a gay man, like I'd always listen to music and I love strong women. So obviously, I love like the Madonnas and the Jennifer Lopez's and all these kind of gay icons, if I'm honest. Um, but... I I really liked Gemma from the minute I saw her on the TV and I thought how pretty she was and I just liked her vibe. So when they said to me about, would you actually be up for going on a date with her? It wasn't about the TV or me like, you know, just trying to get an opportunity just to be on a a reality TV show. It was more of a, well, I like her. I like what I see of her. And also I've not really dated anyone in my life and I like strong women and she seems quite like bubbly and strong and, could just be a good crack so you then go on a date with Gemma Collins and we see you have a little bit of a thing with her when you're on those dates with her are you trying to make yourself straight or are you like no this is a hundred percent not the real me this isn't authentic I am gay it was more of a I'm learning as I go here because I so wanted to because I'd never been in a relationship before I so wanted to like find someone that I'm really connected with and I said to the producers, and this is how they do kind of like latch onto something, that I'd never really given it much thought apart from the fact that I could just maybe like anyone. It doesn't have to be male, it doesn't have to be female, whatever. It kind of just could be either or some sort of thing, like in a sense of I go with a, a spirit or a soul, something like that. And I don't think anyone had really ever said that before. They loved it. So I think without me realising in my naivety at that time, being very honest about it, that was then their opportunity to actually say, well, we're going to follow your journey. And that's when they then asked me to be on the show for, you know, they gave me a contract. But the actual, when being with Gemma, it was like I was learning as I go and I could see that when she'd start mine and things wouldn't necessarily develop into what, you know, most couples do or people that are dating. And I could see that I was having a blockage and it wasn't quite connecting, and I was trying to figure it all out behind the scenes and also on the scenes, and that's when it became quite challenging. 
And when Gemma was staying with you behind the scenes and just the cameras were off, was she Gemma or was she still the GC? Did she know how to turn that GC off to give you someone to actually talk to and believe in that wasn't just looking for a bit of attention here and there? Yeah, the GC was someone that I think actually developed a little bit later. Again, none of us really understood the the animal of that show at the time. It was all just we were all learning as we as we went. And especially when we were doing it back in the early days, it was like two episodes a week. The filming schedule was massive and it was we was under all so much pressure. But I don't think she really knew what the GC was back then. That was something that I think has morphed into her her own kind of mentality as she's gone about her industry and she's had to get a tougher skin because obviously um, she's out there so much more and it's really worked for her. But back in the day, she was always a little bit of a, you know, she'd put it on a little bit for the cameras. You'd know when she was about to perform, but you wouldn't think to yourself, oh, here comes the GC. Whereas now you go, oh, yeah, that's GC and the Gemma that I know that we chat, you know, every few nights on the phone that's just Gemma and we just chat and we're just normal mates and it's just regular stuff so I know the difference now but back then I didn't really did that ever nearly ruin your friendship though that Gemma was getting famous and almost too famous for herself too famous for Towie whilst you were still trying to find out who you really were yeah I could see quite quickly and this has been one of the the bittersweet things for me and it's not even just with Gemma it's that my time on that show was amazing and they actually gave me an incredible opportunity to really find myself and um, really maximize everything that they would give the cast because you know once you get on those sort of shows and that was one of the first of its its kind at that time um, I probably didn't really utilize it to my advantage in the sense of some of them or the majority of them have done amazing whether they're still on the show now or they've gone off to do other things and they've managed to build really strong careers or make serious amounts of money or whatever it is that they've done. I think because I was still battling with myself on the show and it was becoming more and more evident as the series went by that I ended up walking away, which was something that I'm quite prone to doing. I kind of do sometimes regret the fact that I maybe didn't just identify with myself on the show through the family of the show and then let them follow my story afterwards as well i think that would have maybe been better for me um in a career point of view if i'm totally honest in 2014 you had your first tv interview on this morning and you came out as gay why Mm. did you want to do it as an interview on this morning rather than like you said being part of a tarry storyline rather than you owning it and doing an instagram or tweet or actually not saying anything at all, it's no one's business. Why did you choose this morning as the place to actually come out publicly? There were a few things, again, how that took place, is that when I was getting myself back in a low web again, history was starting to repeat itself, that I was taking myself away from opportunities that were arising. You know, being on those shows again, you get to go to the nightclubs and you get to have PAs and you can earn some really good money from just going to sort of stand in a DJ booth. It's all... It's all crazy. But I would start declining those things because my anxiety was coming back again and I was starting to feel the self-doubt and self-conscious and I didn't want to be going out to these places and environments. So then, obviously, I took a back step and then I kind of remember telling myself, hang on a minute, Charlie, like you can't go back down that road that you were a few years ago prior to the TOWIE experience. And it was just really weird that one of my really good friends was... um 
a producer on this morning and she actually had a bit more of an inroad into kind of where I was at in my personal life. And I'd actually told her a few things about what I'd been thinking and that I'd got the opportunity to go to a party, which I did go to. I met a, a guy there. It was the first time that I had a, a real interaction with someone that left a little bit of a, oh, what was that? There was this chemistry that I'd never, ever experienced before. And I remember kind of just playing with that a little bit and seeing what that could be and started thinking that, you know, these feelings were coming through quite fast and there was just this awakening. And that's when the whole This Morning thing came about because she knew where I was at. And then she said, look, we're actually doing a segment on this. And, you know, if you're comfortable with it, maybe it'd be a great way. It would give you the opening of the show. You can have 15 minutes to just talk about your journey you know people have followed you on Towie and people are still following you you know you've got hundreds of thousands of Twitter followers and people want to know what you're doing next and I actually thought well if I actually want to carry on this journey I need to just own this now I need to actually identify with this so I did and that's how that opportunity came about and how were you the night before that interview? Because that's a massive thing for it to come out. It's going to make all the media, all the red top papers the following day. Everyone's going to be talking about it. You're not going to be able to get away from it. People who you were friends of at school who might have thought, oh, you might be gay, family members who thought of it, are going to finally have it confirmed from you, but not from you to them, just through a TV outlet. And you might end up offending people that you've actually mm-hmm. done it through TV and not told them personally that night i didn't get much sleep but i just had something in my gut something that i go by a lot as i said to you before that i'm very self-aware like i'm very in tune with my own feelings even if i don't feel right i'm very happy to explore what that could be i just knew that i kind of felt i owed it to myself and i owed it to the people that had been following me for a few years now and also just to get it out there and this story isn't black and white and it's not not a regular kind of story and everything that's led up to this is not normal but I think it's quite relatable and it really was and I mean obviously when I went and did it and the aftermath was mega and I couldn't believe how many people picked up on it and how many people to this still very day Johnny they say oh we've seen you on on YouTube coming out story and like it's very it's inspired us or it's given us strength or it was just something that was really good and positive for them to take from it you know someone that could be seen as struggling with who they are and finally coming to terms with it obviously life changed that day and I never looked back in the sense of I felt this weight lifted off my shoulders and the response was ultimately positive and everyone was so supportive and I realized that everything that had led me to that all kind of made sense why I didn't really ever felt like I fitted in the fact that that could all start happening for me um, I could be my true self was was amazing and so I obviously then embarked on a whole new chapter and it was a real eye-opener and then weirdly because I'd been back on TV for something like that a load of opportunities started coming my way with regards to doing dating TV shows and then being a fitness editor for Gay Times and Attitude magazine and given the front covers of magazines I don't know if this is just going to be a common thread in my life and it's something that I've just got to continue to deal with but Actually, those those thoughts and feelings, again, of not really being comfortable and fitting in have started to raise their head recently. And that does worry me because I still struggle. And that's 
that's an issue. And I think that's because even though I accept who I am and I'm proud of that, and the LGBTQ community is an incredible thing to be part of. And in my own little way, I've left my own little mark, and that's amazing. And to anyone that might be struggling out there, I've been there, done it, got the T-shirt, and I can speak confidently on it. And I want to see people embrace who they are. And I'm all for the equality and people just being happy, you know. For me, it is a bit more complex. And I think that's because, A, of how I condition myself through my younger years. And then, actually, as you do navigate life as a, as a gay guy, I'm quite conflicted at times. And I think that's because the years and years and years, subconsciously, I held myself back. I didn't really ever fully get involved with people. I maybe lost some certain skills when it came to really expressing myself and wanting to kind of be seen and noticed because god forbid i ever was i didn't ever want anyone really focusing much attention on me being around like all the when it's gay guys and they're like a big group of lads and they're all like maybe wanting to go to the club certain nightclubs where you take your tops off or you go to pool parties over in barcelona and people are dancing and it's all a bit crazy i feel so alien from that and then i feel quite alien from you know, guys that are really out there expressing themselves. And that's when I then start finding myself a little bit going back into isolation mode, where I really fit in with it all. And that's still a challenge to this very day. I'm sort of struggling now to kind of find where to go next. And that's also because my career has never really gone anywhere as well. Even though I do the fitness thing and I've got followers and a lot of people look up to me on, on the social media, which is amazing. In my own head, I haven't really maximized my full potential and I'm not overly fulfilled doing what I'm doing. And then that kind of then adds another pressure because the last thing I want to do is get back into a relationship where I feel inadequate because that's what happened at the end of my last relationship. When you're with someone that is successful in their own field or making lots of money or kind of a little bit ahead of the curve, I just felt inadequate and my self-worth went down. And that's still something I'm working on because I can't seem to find that at the moment. And I'm trying to look at no, uh, you know other areas of where my career could go. What about Slabs Go Dating? Because we saw David Potts on it last year, Dating Men. We've seen Bobby Norris on it before, obviously your old pal. Would you go on Slabs Go Dating now? You know, it's funny. I've, I've gone up for all those shows. And I think this is another thing that's kind of got my self-esteem low is that I've I've met all these producers and I've gone for all of these kind of shows and they always go back and say the thing about Charlie is he's too nice or he's too safe. And then that really baffles me because I actually say to myself and I say to, you know, whether it's my agent or my family, it's, it's so bizarre because if you look at my social media, so many gay guys, especially um, when it comes to like the dating side of things or how I represent another guy within the community, really relate to me because I'm just a regular guy that kind of puts it all out there and I'm honest and authentic and I just think it's I'm trying to be a positive person but if I'm not feeling great I put it out there as well you know I just tell it as it is I actually think that having the opportunity for someone like myself to go on celebs go dating or even you know dancing on ice or something that could really show me to kind of get my teeth into something and give it my all and show my personality and the kind of layers to who I am because I'm a very multi-layered person even though I'm quite deep and in my own thoughts I love to have fun I love to have a dance I like to socialize now like these are things that I have grown into 
really enjoying. I should be on the next series of Celebs Go Dating because there has never been anyone like me on those kind of shows. I'm fun, but also I'm serious, and I actually want to find love. And I think that there's nothing more fulfilling and amazing than watching someone go about their quest for it and just putting themselves fully submerged into something to ultimately get the result and find happiness. Not for TV aspects, more for just following a real story. Wow, what a guy Charlie is. We need to get him on Celebs Go Dating for the next series. We need to see some authentic people. I loved seeing Alison Hammond on it this year because she was actually looking for a love and wasn't just another reality star looking for their next TV pay packet. Charlie's story about coming out is just one. Everyone has got their own story and it's so important that we bring these stories to you. And especially when we're in isolation, you've got that little bit more time to start thinking on your daily walk. So please do speak to me during your week at Johnny Seifert on Instagram or Twitter. Please let me know if you've listened to the episode and what you thought of it as well. Please give a five-star rating and put a little comment as well on iTunes. It will really help me get it up on the podcast chart and get people to know it's okay to not be okay. I've been Johnny Seifert. Until next time, thank you and goodbye. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.